What's up, guys? Calling all my fellow impact-driven women, all my soulful entrepreneurs, and all my new age leaders. You're here to create aligned business strategy, live your life by design, and create fulfilling success in your area of passion. Who's going to help you do that? I'm going to help you do that. I'm Dana Lisa, your pineapple queen, empowering women to stand tall, wear their crown, be firm but sweet, and have a heart of gold as your success coach and marketing maestro. Hashtag be the pineapple bays. Let's get started on Juicy Business Radio. Yo, 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 what's going on, podcast crew? We were talking here with Dana from Juicy Business Radio. (laughs) (laughs) And we were talking about, or maybe we can just have a discussion possibly, and that will benefit them a lot. Yeah. About people um, who basically something came up with someone said they were going to do something, and they still hadn't done it after they've been given the tools, they've watched the motivational stuff, and... I was saying with Dana, one of the things that I really admired about her was the fact that she takes courses, classes, gets coached, and then is like always constantly applying the stuff that she's learning. And I was saying a lot of times we get caught up in this this mood of I just need to consume, just consume. And you're reading every book, listening to every podcast, doing all this stuff all day long. And then if someone were to stop you at the end of the day and be like, so how have you applied this to your life right now? You would hear nothing. <laughs> they could say nothing because you, you haven't. You've just consumed and you get in this mindset of consuming is actually doing the work when it's not. It makes you, it can psych you into thinking you've done it, but you actually have to do it. You actually have to apply the stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's how we started. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this used to be me. I used to be the person who listened to all the podcasts, read all the books, but was very rarely actually taking the tools from those things and applying them to my life. And I really believe one of the things that changed everything for me was actually showing up to do the work. So it's really easy to be in a place where you're either really stuck in your discipline or you're really stuck in your surrender. So I talk about Uh, this principle of flow state and how it's the marriage between discipline and surrender. And for me, I used to be an extremist where I would be like fully on my yoga mat, like praying all day, or I would be like in hustle mode and doing all the things without ever slowing down and allowing divine inspiration to come in. And so recently I've been in a program with my coach, Melanie Ann Lair, and she was talking about how you know, you can tell like what percentage, she can tell what percentage of people inside of her programs are actually gonna finish because it's it's a numbers game. Like you can tell what people are actually gonna show up and do the work. And you know, a lot of people use that, like, oh, only 1% ever become a millionaire. They use that as like a motivation to not even get started. They use it as an excuse versus a motivation. And so, you know, the reframe is really like only 1% of people who get started want it badly enough to keep on going. Mm -hmm. And I was having a conversation. We hit record because I knew we were going to have an epic discussion. Yeah, we were going back and forth. (laughs) And the the funny thing is like you guys see like, oh, that's so cool. They're sitting down to record the podcast. This is like our normal talk in the morning. Yeah. Usually what, before 10, we have like two or three of these. Yeah. we, We literally this morning were like, oh, let's look at villas because we're moving soon. And so we were like, oh, let's look at villas today. And we were checking out some places online. Then we're like, oh, let's go for a walk down to the store and grab some more coffee. So we walked down to the store with our coffees and grabbed more coffee. And then we got back and we sat down and we just started talking 
talking because I was like, oh, my client, my program, and I knew it was going to be <laughs> a catalyst mm. for an epic conversation. I was like, grab the mic. Yeah. Because we we are a two-mic household now. We got both. We are. Guys. We have two guys. <laughs> and it makes a big difference because, like, usually for me, I was recording on my phone so much since I've been traveling. And one thing I love about this is you hear the great audio quality so I can give you, like, yo, I'm here. And now I'm here. And it sounds Amazing. <laughs> what is that called? ED- EDMR or whatever? I don't know. What is it's it called? Like when the people have the microphones and they're, e- oh, I think it's EDMR, and they're like just like making little sounds. Oh, like yeah, like yeah. And they're talking like this, whispering to you. Like things like this because you hear it so nice. And I love it because one, one of the things, and this is a little off topic, but this will help you guys, is that when you share your, when you're making video, you have to use hand gestures. That's that's what really signifies the, you don't, you can be monotonistic and talk, and in the video, people don't see it because you can be very active face or using a lot of hand movements, or like Dana laughing and you see your smile and her eyes light up. But I've realized with podcasts, like everything is in the tone of your voice. So how loud I'm talking or how quiet I'm talking, all that keeps you you engaged because the only thing you have is the audio. So that's one thing I've learned when making podcasts mm, that's in the beginning. Cool. I like that. I don't think I had thought about it from that perspective, but it's super true. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. that is the hand. Basically how I use my voice. Like, yeah, we're going to do this. Or maybe not. That's what gives you the, that's my hand motions and using my voice to do it. And I made a lot of podcasts without knowing that. And mm-hmm. someone was just like, hey... Maybe your voice, you should do something with your voice because it's very tonist, like very modern. Yeah, just like I was talking, but since you can't see, there has to be some kind of, you have to do your voice like this. And that's what keeps you engaged. And you're probably smiling right now like, yeah, that's so true, Luke. Yep, I know you're smiling. <laughs> and if you're not, we hope you are now. Yeah. <laughs> Dana's laugh will get that. <laughs> yeah, wait. And last thing is, as we're recording this, we're looking at like the, what's this called? The audiograph of us talking. So we can see like exactly like the, the levels of the audio and it looks like an EKG machine, like deet, deet, very simple. But every time Dana laughs, it just spikes <laughs> off the chart. <laughs> Look. I know, it's so funny. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I wish you could see our screen. It's just like a crazy ripple effect. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, oh gosh, I love it so much. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I was talking to a client, just to jump right back into it, mm-hmm. I was talking to a client this morning who has invested in me multiple times, and you know, she's done some really epic things and seen some super great results, but there's this pattern where she often gets stuck in the, oh, well, I have this problem because of my parents, or because of this, or because of this thing, and and there's like this really long analysis, there's over-analysis of like the healing work that needs to be done, or what needs to happen, mm-hmm. and really getting stuck in that pain. And I saw someone recently talk about this from the perspective of this is the ultimate spiritual bypassing. If you're literally always in the trauma and you're always in the wound, the point of doing this work is to move past the wound Mm -hmm. and to actually take the inspired action from a place of being healed. But people love to fester in the wound because they feel like they're taking action. Well, yeah. Because I'm constantly active. I'm about to jump on this. And it's comfortable. And it's, it creates like this deep connection with other people to, you know, talk to them about, Oh yeah, you know, I had this rough upbringing and this happened to me and this happened to me and then you can like trauma bond with people and people love that especially if they come from codependency or toxicity that feels really comforting and so 
you know, I called her out. I was like, listen, like the difference between the 1% and the 99% is the 1% take the action. You know, you've been saying you were going to do this live stream for, you know, months, like since I've met you basically. And, you know, you haven't done it yet. So what, what needs to happen? Like we, we're done talking about the why you haven't done it yet. We've talked about the why we've, we know that this is scary for you. We know it's uncomfortable. We know it's the next thing, but what are you going to do about it? Are you going to, are you going to change it? You know, yeah, and uh, it was great. Like in Melanie's program too. You know, she we were working with these money jars. So I'm in her AFE, her Alpha Fem experience. Go check out Melanie and Lair. I always give credit where credits due. She has beautiful concepts, and she's an incredible coach. I love working with her, and I've been melding some of her teachings and then my other mentor, Lexi D'Angelo, who I took my NLP certification from. They both have this beautiful marriage of like the woo and the discipline like the woo with the strategy, which is something that I always really wanted in my practice. And I've, I have chosen mentors accordingly. <laughs> and I've also began executing that in my own business. It, my business is very much that implementation of, yes, there's the spiritual practices and the surrender. And there's also the strategic component that comes in to support those. And so we're doing right now what's called mid-year manifesto. And we're looking at basically the next half of the year coming up and, you know, getting strategic, really stepping into our masculine and showing up for the planning and the strategizing. And she actually was talking about um, this conference that she had gone to called the Millionaire Mind. And they have this concept of the six jars. And there's one jar that's like the necessities for life. And then there's these other jars when one is like your memories and then one is like planning for your future. One is philanthropy. So what you're going to give back, there's all these other jars that you, you put percentages of your money into and they teach actually going and like pulling out your money and physically putting it in these jars. And Melanie was explaining, you know, when I first heard this, I was like, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to go pull money out of my bank account, put it in these jars. Like that's ridiculous. There's no point. Da, 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 da. And she was and she was talking to us being like, you might be feeling this way. And, you know, we all have a tendency to focus on that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Why would I do that? And she was like, what if it did? A.K.A. not taking action. Yeah. Like all of this, the underlying is just like it's taking action. Totally. And her her, you know, the thing that hit me in my like heart was she was like, what if it did? What if the difference between where you are right now and being a millionaire was going and putting labels on six jars and putting money in them, but you were too scared to do it or thought it was ridiculous because of your current perception of reality from your current perspective, which is limited by your human experience. Like what if you expanded past that and just tried something new and did the ridiculous action that feels ridiculous, but really could be the difference between where you are now and exactly where you want to be. And I was like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like the way she explained it, it motivated me so much. So hopefully I can pass on some of that motivation to you wherever you're at to yeah. do the thing, do the do the action that you're really inspired to do, but you keep telling yourself you're not ready for. Yeah. And and for me a very simple concept to help you, maybe this will help you and you, all of you we all know people like this. It's the difference between being busy and getting things done. Like one concept I've been asking myself every day now is like, okay, what am I going to get done today? Because we can get caught in that busyness of well, I'm doing this, but then you actually get nothing done. 
just in correlation, you can be caught up in all these programs and all these coaches. And I'm sure you all have done it too, where you're taking multiple people that you're following and following all of their content. But at the same time, if I were to ask you, what have you gotten done with what you've learned? You know, a lot of times you're like, well, actually, um, well, I've been busy doing it, but what have you gotten done? Because then the next step is how are you helping other people to get their things done that they have to get done as well using what you've learned. Most of the time we consume this knowledge and we keep it all inside or we just, whatever, we just, there's not an action that's taken place after you've learned this stuff, then you can easily forget it. And this is like one of the main things to, to, to do because as much as you want to be in shape, if you don't go to the gym, it's not going to happen. If you don't move your body, it's not going to happen. You can sit around watching motivational videos. You can, uh, I don't know. You can watch your favorite athletes. You can rewatch your favorite sports moments. And you want to get in shape. You can listen to everyone else's story. But if you don't actually take the action, then you can't expect anything to happen. And this is like one of the main things that, I mean, I find myself in it as well, where the act, the action I'm taking is not equivalent to all the information that I'm taking in. And anytime I find myself, if I have to watch three hours of motivational videos to go and work out for 30 minutes... There's not a balance. There's something wrong. And I've always realized, like, I need to change my workout. I need to change the gym that I go to. I take extreme changes, me personally. But check that check that, that balance that you have. You know, if you, if you, like I say, if you need an hour to get ready to do something that's taking you 10 minutes, there's something wrong. If you need to do something that's going to take you most of the time, it takes half of a second. Like, it takes, like, half a second, basically, to get done what you want to get done. Because it's about shifting a mindset. It's about... I need to get in this cold pool, but I don't want to. You can overthink it. But all it takes is a half second. It takes you just jumping and everything else just happens. And it's like we, we, we debate with ourselves. We overthink. And finally, we don't ever jump into the pool. And we just stood by it the whole time thinking about it. And, um, yeah, I think that it's just one thing to think. If there's something I could leave you with for me would be don't be too busy to get things done. Don't watch so many motivational programs and things that you don't do anything and anytime that ratio is off for example if you just need to you you guys know you should be posting and you've been debating it for months but all it takes is a half a second to make a decision i'm gonna make a post right now as soon as this podcast episode is over i challenge you to take that one action that you know you should have been doing that technically you didn't even need the programs to do you just sometimes need the programs and coaches to become aware of what you needed to do but it's all about what you do. That's what matters, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Well, my I mean, humble opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way that you think and the way that you speak, if it's incongruent with the way that you're actually living your life, you're not embodied. And people feel that incongruency. And that is why you're not in magnetism, right? And just one thing, because if you guys listen to the podcast with Dana, she uses, and because of her, I use this word a lot as well. You use embodied a lot. Mm. Use this word. Can you just like do like a brief summary of what that means for the people? Totally. And that's exactly where I was going. Oh, I know. Sorry. Your psychic ability. Yeah, my bad. You know, I got to control them. I got to control these these new gifts. No, don't control them. Use them. They are your greatest weapon. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I mean, embodiment for me means fully being in alignment. So, when we talk about being embodied, what we're talking about is that our belief systems, the things that are unconscious inside of us and are congruent or they match the thoughts that it is that we're having. 
And that's our conscious mind. So what's floating through our conscious mind at any given moment, which then matches the actions that it is that we take. So how we're showing up in the world, which then turns into matching our external reality because we bring in and we naturally manifest the external reality of the person who already has those things because we recode at a belief level, right? So the work that we do when we really want to shift things quickly and we want to take quantum leaps and we want to be really embodied in, let's say, the next level version of ourselves. So we want to become the millionaire and by, by being the millionaire, by having the belief systems and then in turn the thoughts and then in turn taking the actions that the millionaire version of us has, then our our external reality naturally begins to shift. Our habits begin to shift. Mm -hmm. The skills that it is that we endow ourselves with begin to shift. The relationships that we have with people begin to shift because we step into our power with our boundaries. And we naturally show up and actually do the work. We take the actions. We are in our warrior. We're like willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen for us. And then one thing that for the people, how would you describe if someone's out of alignment? What's a good telltale sign? Yeah, totally. So if someone is out of alignment, what you'll notice is that they're saying things, but they're not in integrity. So they might be like, oh yeah, I know that. But then it's like, well, then why isn't your life a reflection of that? Or why are your actions speaking differently? So when someone is not in integrity, AKA the way that they're thinking things or saying things or doing things, if there's any inconsistency or there's not a match between those three things, then someone is not embodied. Someone is not in alignment. And that's, you know, it's okay to be in that place. It's okay to say like, you know, I am meant for more, but then to spend a day in bed watching Netflix and like being really in your feels, like that's okay. And it's, you know, there's, it takes time to see these incongruencies. The, the magic happens when you raise your awareness around where those inconsistencies are, because the human, the ego really wants us to not see them because it keeps us in a place of comfort and safety. So our brain naturally in its survival mode is doing whatever it can to make sure that we don't see those inconsistencies because when we do see them, we then have a choice to shift them, which means that we step into a place that's outside of our comfort zone because the outcome mm. becomes unpredictable. Yeah. We're doing things we've never done before in order to create a result that we've never had before. Yeah. And, and our it, brain like wants to stop us from doing that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's trying to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. It's trying to, your brain is basically trying to keep you safe. And at the same time, it secretly does it. Like, as, as, as Dana said, like you step into your warrior and you become this person who you're embodying in your brain the whole time. What it does, well, when we think of brain, we think of thinking. So what can it do? We can just put the, the thinking in overdrive. So then that will paralyze you. That'll freeze you when you, when you go into overdrive and you go into overthinking. And so you don't really do anything which is what the brain wants because then that keeps you safe, which I could talk about for hours in a whole other podcast, how your brain is, is just working to keep you safe. But at the, at the same time, I think that you have to really, really understand, like if you want to get to where you want to be, you're going to have to do things that are uncomfortable. Like, yeah, to do what you need to do, you need to be, as Dana said, you need to be that person who you want to be. And then you'll think how they think and then you'll do what they do instead of trying to fake the action and then trying to think of what to do. And then hopefully by doing that, you'll be this person. And and a lot of times we see it all the time in our society. It's the person who 
I'm going to be this fit person. And then, and that's their new year's resolution. And then before you know it, it's January 9th and you're, you're at McDonald's in the drive-thru at two o'clock in the morning, like saying, what have I done? And you know, that's just a personal story for me, but uh, (laughs) that's how we learn best. And it's, it's something that's really true and understand that it's your brain's job to, to talk you out of it, to speak you. No, don't, you don't know what's there. And it convinces you, the biggest thing I think is it convinces you that that unknown is something you don't want. It's something you don't want to do. And if you go back earlier in this podcast episode where Dana said that, you know, that what if question, like what if that thing that you need to do, whether it's make that post, whether it's have that conversation with someone, whether that's do that live stream, like what if that's the catalyst thing that will change your life for the better? Like, ask yourself this what if questions. We tend to go into the negative when it comes to what if. Like, you know, what if I ask this person out who I like and they turn me down? What if they don't? Mm. It's like that guy said on that droppingbombs.com. That, yeah, that Brad, Brad Lee, guys. He's a, he's a beast. <laughs> and he was saying, you know, many people hang on to the thing that they have. And they're like, I want more, but I'm scared to let go of this thing I already have. And he's like, well, if you want, you know, it's like they're holding, he used the analogy of like, they're holding a water bottle in their hand. And it's like, but I, well, I want this water bottle that's over here. And it's like, well, then you have to let go of the water bottle that's in your hand. Well, no, I don't want to let go of this water bottle that's in my hand because then if I can't get that other water bottle, then I have nothing. (laughs) And he said, well, if you aren't happy, then what you have is nothing anyways. Boom! And then he dropped the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. And so I think, you know, at the end of the day, like most people are really like stuck in their comfort zone because they have this what if question of like, what if I lose it all? And it's the question is like, well, what if you do? What's going to happen? And that often is where you get shown your true grit and your resiliency is when you are in that, you know, rock bottom. And a lot of, a lot of, People, you know, they feel like they have to have that struggle story in order to have the success story. That's not true. Like you choose what your tolerance level is. And regardless of what that tolerance level is, that is the spark that is enough to shift you into taking action on your dreams. That is your rock bottom because your tolerance level for what your rock bottom is, is different for everyone. And you get to choose right now that where you are is your rock bottom tolerance level. And you're not going to let it get any worse than this because you're going to take action on what it is that you want. Oh, I could even use that one right now. That was good. Ooh. That was good. Yeah. And it's funny because it was your, it was your mentor, uh, Melanie Ann Lair. So I follow as well and love what she does. Uh, she was giving a talk. I can't remember exactly which one. I think it was the Prosperous Prosperous Visionary Codes or Prosperous Codes. Prosperity Codes. Prosperity yeah. Codes. You yeah. can still purchase that from her. And one thing that she said is like, so many of you guys want to do this. You want to have this dream. You have this dream to do something, but you're scared to fail. But if you're not doing that right now, then you're already failing because you're not living up to your dream. You're not living up to what you know you can do. And that's the thing that beats people up. And when that happens, I feel as if most people have to, we have to take some kind of action. But instead of taking the action that's the scary action, we take the action that is just getting our minds going, like overthinking, because that's in our mind, we're psyching ourselves out that that's action. And I always like my new thing, and I got this from you, uh, Dana. Mm. In one post you did, you haven't done it since then, you had like the symptoms include, Mm. you know, yeah, yeah, if you're not taking that inspired action. So the symptoms of it 
If you're not, is you're you're looking for another program to buy. You're you're talking to people who are agreeing with that older version of you. You're not you you choose to talk to people who are like, yeah, don't jump in the cold water. I did that one time and it was freezing. And then that's the type of people that you hang around and listen to, instead of talking to the people who are already in the water. Like, and we just choose to to focus on the people who are in that same vibration as us. And if we do that, how can you expect to how can you expect to be in the water if you're not talking to people who are already there? Why look at someone who, well, this, you'll see that one person, your, I think it's called your cognitive reticular function. This is like your friend buys a red car and now you see that red car everywhere and it's, oh, you, you think it's new, but no, it's always been there. Your brain just chose to ignore it. So you choose to ignore the people in the water and they're telling you to jump. Everyone's telling you to jump, but you're choosing to look at that one person that's not in the water, that's sitting in the shade and appears to be happy. And you're like, well, they're fine. I'm like, are they really? Like, Really? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's about taking the action. At the end of the day, put the courses down, the podcast, even me, if you consume a bunch of my content, ten, but you're not taking the action, please just stop watching for a little bit. Take the action and then come back. Don't substitute, especially my audience. Yes, I love you guys to death. But mm-hmm. if you're just substituting listening to me and getting that daily motivation and that's it and not taking the action, then this is a fail. It's better you stop listening and take that action and then come back when you need more. I'll be here. <laughs> so outrageous. Oh my uh, gosh. You have your call soon. I do. Yes, and I do too. Yeah. Well. Ooh, this was so good. Glad we hit record. Yeah. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And um, if you haven't rated this podcast yet, <laughs> yeah, go do, do it. it. We want to read your review yeah. and we want to know who's listening, what you love hearing about. And yeah, we're sending you guys lots of love. Go take some messy inspired action today. That's it. Messy action. Not yeah. necessarily massive. Messy and massive. <laughs> and yeah, appreciate it. Have a great day, guys. And this is Luke. Luke Life Charms over and out. All right, my peeps, go ahead and click that link in the show notes. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please, please, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes and leave a review for me. I read all of my reviews and that would just be so lovely for me to connect with you and hear some feedback on how you are enjoying Juicy Business Radio. All right, guys, have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you again so soon.